This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, our wonderful friend out there. We are here today again with the heart of the church. Our study that tells us scripture and how to understand the word. I'm here again with my friends as usual to expound the word of the Lord. And they are Gloria Osebafo, Frank Opokubwahin. And we are so happy to have them here every day to help us. My name is Emmanuel Laye. And today, Wednesday, we'll be looking at scripture interprets scripture. Sister, please pray with us. Father Lord, we are before you once again. We ask for your spirit to help us understand your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And uh, even before we try to go deep into the, the study, uh, maybe we should look at a scripture text from Luke. And uh, we'll be seeing Luke chapter 24, verse 27. And then maybe the others, but we will not go into all. We just want to see how Jesus refers back to scripture to explain the things that he did or who he was as the son of the son of God. If you can get the scripture, please read for us. Luke chapter 24, verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. Can you give us an insight into that, please? Jesus Christ based on the scripture explained all the things concerning himself so it means that we need no other source or we need nothing more to get the information about Jesus and on this very matter scripture interprets scripture what we need to understand is that everything that we have we want to understand it's found in the scripture itself so you remember I mentioned that precept upon precept you pick one aspect, you compare it with another aspect, yeah. and then you move on, you move on, and you see that everything is clear. So the Bible is its own expositor, as exactly. you want to put it. Can you expand on that a little for us? Mm. Um, as you asked, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday, that when we come across difficult uh, verses, yes. how do we understand? And the answer is found in the scripture okay. itself. Is the Bible that exposes its own truths. As our brother rightly said, even with Jesus, Jesus proved his divinity, uh, his, his, his mission on earth by what's quoting scripture. So whenever we are in doubt, it is the Bible itself that sheds light on its word and it is the Bible that will help us understand the words in there. Interesting. Now, uh, Frank, there is this issue of uh, doctrines, you know, and I think we have one of them mentioned here, but doctrines and how we understand them are greatly influenced by the scripture themselves. Yes. Let's take this one as the state of the dead, mm -hmm. for example. What do you have to say about that one? You know, if you want to study a subject matter in depth, you have to consult all relevant information in order for you to understand. Yes. So you can st study the state of the dead by picking only one subject or one test in the scripture. Every test that relates to the state of the dead, you have to pick it. Putting all those uh, verses together will give you a very good understanding of the subject. Otherwise, it might lead you to misunderstanding. 
Okay, misunderstanding, which I think we have a good dose of in this world today course, because people yeah. have so many hmm. theories of the dead. Maybe one day we'll come to that and talk much about it. But uh, talking about scripture, our sister, um, comparing scripture to scripture, what is your advice on that? Because it means we should do research. Yeah. And maybe I want to just read Bible and, and go my way, morning devotion, just something small. I'm not going to do a research of the whole Bible. How would you advise me on that? Fortunately, uh, you have this, the scripture itself there. Where, whichever answer you want with the doubts it's still in there and you can find it by faithful and prayerful study of the word okay. with an attitude of humility and submission sometimes we go there with our preconceived ideas okay. sometimes it's because we want to win an argument or whatever mm -hmm. if so then we wouldn't really but with that submission that humility we go back to the scripture with prayer and submit to the spirit and then the spirit will help us understand Thank you so much, Gloria and Frank. And all too soon, we have come to another end of yet another interesting uh, scripture study. We've been looking at scripture interprets scripture. And our listener out there want you to know that ladies' devotions and these study we have been doing or engaging ourselves in help change your life. Let it impact you and the Lord will bless you. Hello, listener out there. You are once again welcome to Pillow Talk. Your interesting topic today is still on the one that we didn't finish the last time. Choosing a partner. We got to a question like, how do you balance your faith and marriage? Must we marry from people with the same faith? That's where we got to, but because of time, we couldn't finish. We are here to delve into it so that at least our listeners We'll have something to take home. Once again, stay tuned. My panel members have been Madame Jimai Mopong. Madame, you are welcome once again. Madame Ajua and Saint Dubuatin and Madame Patience. You are all welcome. Thank I appreciate you. your time so much. The last time, you see, it was getting hot and we didn't have much time. So we said we'll continue today. We want to really look into marriage and faith. I am searching for a partner. I am a Methodist, an Adventist. The partner... I, I think I have prayed and God has maybe shown me it's not going to the same church as I am. What do I do? Yes, Jimmy, come in. Um, first of all, just as you said, you think God showed it to you. I don't think God will give you someone that he's, he doesn't approve. Okay. Because from the Bible in Ezra, it shows that he doesn't allow his children to marry outside. outside. Okay. Exactly. So basically, if you have a certain faith, marry within that faith. Okay. And he gave us this instruction to even help us. Okay. Because it's very difficult to live in the same house with someone whom you don't have the same belief with. Okay. We are talking about compatibility, even intellectual compatibility, much more spiritual, spiritual. Oh, much okay. more you think you, you've been raised to pray this way, but this person doesn't pray that way. Oh, okay. What if we have a problem in the house? Okay. I want us to go see my pastor. He's not my partner's pastor. Mm -hmm. So the respect I give to my pastor, he wouldn't give he the same. Okay. So, so, sorry. So me telling you that maybe God showed me this person may not be actually what God is ready to give me. Exactly. So I need to be very careful. Yes. What I think God is giving me. Yes. I need to be very careful. Sometimes it's because I have already focused my mind on a certain person. So my prayer line is on him. Mm. And therefore I, I just convinced myself that he's the one God has you know chosen for me. So I get your point. Auntie Adwa, please come in. 
Yeah, this topic is very sensitive. It's very, very, madam. And the young ones normally will ask questions yes, about this yes. because it's not easy finding a very good person. Indeed, you might find someone who is very good in all aspects mm -hmm. who does not share your faith, faith with you. But when it comes to such issues, always remember the word of God. Okay. We just finished studying the Bible. Okay. okay. So let's read Second okay. Corinthians right. chapter 6, okay. verse 16. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Second Corinthians chapter six, verse fourteen. Okay, he says that do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, okay. for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? Okay, so the person really loves you today. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what will happen tomorrow. tomorrow. So I know of somebody who has married someone from a different faith. When the marriage started, the person actually showed interest. Oh, I will support you. Even yeah. followed the person yeah, to church on one or two yes. occasions. In yeah. fact, it was a very beautiful mm -hmm. um, relationship. Okay. However, as time went on, this person was not even allowing the friend to go to church mm -hmm. and even the kids. So if she wants to go to church, she would have to lie to the person wow, that I'm going to get some things from the market. Ah. Yes, to that Seriously. extent. And so when you marry somebody, you don't share the same doctrines even with. Doctrine about so. food, doctrine about even who to believe, yeah. doctrine about the day that you have to worship, worship. Yeah. is so critical and we don't have to look any other way really what the word of god that. has said should stand. stand and indeed he says do not marry unbelievers in fact when we talk about unbelievers you're not talking about somebody necessarily someone who does not believe in, in jesus, jesus or, or someone yeah. who doesn't believe in, in buddha okay. because even as two Christians say you even are in the same church, you could be marrying somebody who is an unbeliever, even in, in your church. own church. Wow. And so that's why you have to be very, very serious when it comes to selecting with this quotation. Yes, you are all Seventh-day Adventists. You are all Methodists. But they don't even believe in some of the doctrines that you have in the church oh, okay. yourself. It's an issue. What much, uh, much more much those more one who, who, who are not, not sharing even, yeah. even the same faith. Oh, so we have point. to be very, very yeah, careful. Very Make sure yeah. we marry people who share the same faith, faith with us. Yes. I also want to add this. Okay. Uh, you know what? Uh, we believe God created us. Mm -hmm. And he has a purpose of creating, creating, for creating us, yeah. us. And from the Old Testament, God chose some people and called his own. Okay. We believe now we are all descendants of Abraham, Abraham. because okay. we believe in God. So whatever instruction that God gave to his people applies to us too. Okay. When you read Deuteronomy 7, verse 3. All right. Nor shall you make marriages with them. Okay. Talking about those who were on the land before the Israelites went there. Uh -huh. okay. You shall not give your daughter to their son. Okay. Nor take their daughter for your son. Oh. So God specifically gave this instruction, forbidden intermarriages with unbelievers oh, okay. so once you call yourself a child of god if you really want the favor from god if you believe when you are in trouble it's the same god you run to mm -hmm. i think it's better you obey him okay to prevent you, you from all the other you problems you don't bring in other excuses yeah. you obey him don't look at any other things around but if you believe in god and you think it's only god who will help you and then give you salvation at the end if you, you aim you are aiming at 
yes. having I eternal can, life, being with the God. Wife <laughs> I think it's better that yes. you 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 obey you stick to what the Bible yeah. actually rather than to listening do. to what other, other people things, yeah. say. Sometimes and they going excuses. by them. I draw, I, I yeah, this is clear cut. Okay. However, um, you meet somebody uh-huh. who is not sharing the same faith okay. with you, okay. but the person is willing to learn yes i was coming to that yeah so you in fact as part of courtship we learned that people are invested in mm-hmm. it the church is invested yeah. your pastor is in your family members yes. and all that so you as you introduce them yourselves to your pastors and your okay. church and family yeah. members these issues will come up and if you really think that you can still go ahead and marry it's still courtship mm-hmm. anything can happen yeah. the pastor can come in give bible study mm-hmm educate the two of you make you see the need of what the bible says and believe me some through that experience are able to to convert into the other partners church and they all believe the no, same the faith, same and then they are able to go on with their oh, marriage. So, so practically, we can have such situations. Oh, okay. it's not lost right. when you are able to go through because it, it takes time. Yeah. If they can go through Bible studies and all that, and one converts to the other, then you become one people, okay. right. and it's easy for okay. you to marry. I I, I believe uh, it, that is that will happen when the partner mm-hmm. is willing to yeah. learn and accept your and faith. Not doing that under yes. pretense. Yes. Yeah. That's also dangerous. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's also dangerous. So when okay. you see the person person is interested and yeah. you want to know and then believe genuinely yeah they don't that have any word, problem genuinely. that's mm-hmm. why we have a the missionary mm-hmm. course oh okay so <laughs> you can you marry and then bring the person there. yeah right. but not where the person will be teasing you with your with face mocking then you yeah, have to know that Some it will not go well with you when you get you into marriage you don't have to joke with it thank you very much panel members it's good that we have dealt into this topic because my listeners out there wanted us to really deal you know deal with it again that is why we decided to go back to that i i think that you have really followed us and now at least you, you have something to take home even as you look out there for your partner it has been pillow talk and my panel members have been madame jemima madame ajua and madame patience and matilda obinche we will come your way another time thank you very much you're welcome to present truth I am Pastor Opukubuatin Isaac. I want to talk to you about a subject I've entitled Temptation is No Excuse for Sin. Temptation is No Excuse for Sin. This is part one. In this part one, I want us to find out what are temptations and what are the aspects of temptation and how we can overcome temptation. So the part one, we'll talk about temptation in general and the four most important facts about temptation and in the part two i'll talk about how we can successfully resist temptation let's bow down our heads and pray our father in heaven we come before you we know that in this world we shall have tribulations we shall have temptations but we are praying that in the mighty name of our lord jesus christ help us so that we do not fall when we are tempted in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You see, I have tried to explain what is temptation. And this is my explanation. Temptation is anything coming into our lives which tries to draw our minds, 
our hearts and our loyalty from obedience to God and to sin. Adie biya eba yembre mua. Botayinin se eba kinya gine ya kuma. Eni yemudiye se se ye di manyameno. Eni asomre se se ye ye manyameno. Ni ye ye aswoden. Ni ye ye boni. That is temptation. Yen shanin se se. Temptation to sin does not come from God. Our scripture reading is taken from James chapter 1. I'm reading from verses 12 to 15. James chapter 1 verses 12 to 15. Let's hear the word of God. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And unti, let us be aware that temptation to sin does not come from God. As our scripture reading have just said. God does not tempt us to sin. Temptation to sin comes from Satan. Yes, he may allow the temptation to come. To strengthen us. To empower us. To enable us. To energize us. But. In all, he makes ways for us to escape. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the four most important facts about temptation. Number one, temptation however strong and terrible is not a sin. To be tempted is no sin. But yielding to temptation is sin. When we give in to temptation, we go along with the temptation, it is then that we sin. Jesus Christ was tempted. When you read Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 13, you can also compare with Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. It tells us about the temptation of Jesus Christ. But I want to read verses 9 to 13. Luke chapter 4, verses 9 to 13. Let's listen to what happened. Luke chapter 4. Verses 9 to 13. It says, He brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up. Least at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Amen. Our Savior Jesus Christ was tempted, but he never yielded. He never gave in. And he said, But giving in to temptation, that is sin. And God is so gracious. Listen to his where that he gives to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 
13. Listen to it. I say, There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able? But will, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. So God, when he allows temptation to come, he makes sure that if you are spiritual P1 student, he will not allow spiritual P3 temptation to come. He will make sure that the temptation that is coming to you is your level. He will not allow the temptation of Job to come to you when he knows you cannot stand the temptation of Job. He will allow something that is within your range. So if the temptation overcomes you, then you don't blame God. You blame yourself. So note, temptation, yes, will come. But when they come, God will provide you with a means of escape. Number two, temptation is to be resisted in the power of Jesus Christ alone. Temptation is to be resisted, not in our own strength, not in our own power, but rather in the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You should remember that Satan is stronger than us, wiser than us. That is why we must resist temptation by the power of Jesus Christ alone. Let's read from James, Jacobo. James chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Listen to the admonitions from the word of God. James chapter 4, verses 6 to he says, But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from thee. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to thee. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and you, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Friends, that is the secret. We have to resist the devil, but not in our own strength. We have to draw nigh to God, come to God, submit to him first. If you are not submitted to God, there is no way that you can resist temptation. No matter how religious you are, no matter how you claim to be pious, to be holy. You can be a reverend minister, you can be also full like me. But if you are not submitted completely and totally to God, Satan will overcome you if you read from ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 it tells us that we must put on the whole armor of god if we do that then we will be able to resist temptation number three temptation which is successfully fought in our own life in the power of christ deepens and strengthens our christian character a shouting, you become a victorious Christian, a confident Christian. Let us go to James chapter 1, verse 12. Yakobo 3 Bakunchemudumin. James chapter 1. It says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the law have promised to them that love him. Friends, it is good that sometimes we face a little temptation. It enables us to grow. It helps us to grow. I'll end the part one here. There is one more important fact about temptation. I'll talk on that in our next presentation. And then we'll conclude with how we can successfully face temptation.
But let's bow down our heads and pray and commit ourselves to God. Heavenly Father, we know we are in a world of sin, a fallen world. And as Jesus was tempted, we will be tempted. But we thank you that you will not allow us to be tempted beyond our strength, beyond what we can withstand. If your son, if your daughter, if your child anywhere have been overcome by temptation, as the person is listening to my voice, I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit for that person that he will be able to overcome. Help him to disentangle himself from those clutches of sin, those temptations. Help us, oh Lord, strengthen us. Help us to live for you. The scriptures is full of evidence of people who were human beings like us, but by your grace, they were able to live for you. Help us to emulate them. Fill up with the Holy Spirit like them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I am Pastor Isaac Opokubuatin. I will bring to you the concluding part of Temptation is No Sin. God be with you. Amen. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus 233-5015-61849 plus 233-5015-61849 You can also email us at the address AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com AdventistWorldRadioGH at gmail.com you can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. AWR Ghana, voice of hope. Voice of hope.